please God. And, and uh, everything that's not of faith is sin. You can't get saved without faith. You can't uh, receive anything from God without faith. So it's a very, very important subject, isn't it? It's, it's, it's one of the most important subjects of all, is faith. And uh, uh, unfortunately, so little is understood about the subject of faith. And, uh, and so I'm just trying to enlighten you a little bit over these last couple of weeks. I think today will be enlightening to you as well. 2 Corinthians 4.13 um, and, and as I teach on this today, I want you to know that I, I'm doing this to make you aware of some things. To make you aware of some things that, that frankly, the world knows, knows basically nothing. They know nothing about this. And most of the church world knows nothing about this. And, uh, and, and even after I've taught on this, over the many, 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 many years, it seems like it's a subject that, for whatever reason, folks just don't seem to, to get it. But I believe better things of you. Amen. I think you're going to get it, okay? So, so, so listen to this and, 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 uh, and, and hear what the Word of God is saying. And I believe it will help you. I know it has helped me. Now, in 2 Corinthians 4.13... The Apostle Paul here by the Spirit of God says, And since we have the same spirit of faith. Now we talked about that last Sunday. According to what is written, I believe. Now remember, to believe and to have faith is the same thing. Is that right? But again, the Bible faith, Bible faith is not believing in your head. It's believing where? In your heart. So believing in your head is not Bible faith. Believing in your heart is Bible faith. Okay, when you're sold out to something, it's it. You understand that's what Bible faith is. I believed I had faith and therefore I what? I what? I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Now, faith comes by what? Hearing, hearing the word of God. So when you hear the word of God, the instant you believe it in your heart, you have faith. But remember, faith without corresponding action is dead. So, faith, we taught you this a couple weeks ago. Faith, to do you any good, must be released. And it's released through words and or action. Okay, so we've taught you that. Today, I want to center in on the words side of it. The words. What did Paul say? He said, I believed, I had faith, and therefore I, what, I what? I spoke. He said, we also believe, or we also have faith, and, and then we what? We speak. So I want to center in today on the words of faith. The words of faith. Um. We won't turn there, but over in Romans, the, seven, Romans the, the book of Romans, the Apostle Paul said, The word is nigh thee, close to thee, even in thy heart and in thy mouth. That is the word of faith which we speak. 
the word of faith which we speak. So there's words that come from our faith, which is in our, where? Heart. Now, somebody said one time, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. But nothing could be any further from the truth. Words are very important. Now, when you start talking about words, you know, you can talk about the side of it where, you know, if if I said something negative about you. You know, like my wife. How many of you know it wouldn't be good if I just popped her right in the jaw right now? That'd be bad, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be horrible? Wouldn't that be horrible? I just just leveled her. But you know what? I could hurt her almost worse if I called her an ugly, horrible name. Huh? Because you know what? That, that, that jaw, when I broke her jaw, that, that may well heal up. But, but when I called her that horrible name, that could lodge in her spirit and affect her forever. The rest of her life here on the earth. Is that right? Many of you have been told from the time you were a little kid that you were no good. You'd never amount to anything. And that lodged in your... I mean, I've talked to people already over the years. They'd rather have been whipped by their parents than be called the horrible names that they were called. Because it stuck with them in their spirit. And, And so there's that side of it. You know, words and speaking negatively about people. We shouldn't do that or... We're talking badly about folk, calling them names. We shouldn't do that. How many of you know we oughtn't to cuss? Is that right? We, we, we shouldn't cuss. Is, is that correct? But I, I, I want to come, come, come at this from a little bit different avenue today. And, and this is the avenue where people, they just, this can change your life. I want you to get this. I'm going to go slow. I want you to get this. I'm going to look up several scriptures now, just to show you how, how powerful and important your words are. Proverbs 18.21. Proverbs 18.21. Look, look, look at this. It'll be on the screen here. <clears throat> Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Death and life are in the power of the what? From the time you're born into this earth, the world system is programming death into you. Did you know that? You need to be aware of that. Programming death into you. Oh my gosh, that just scared me too. Have you ever heard anybody, oh my gosh, that just scared me to life. Huh? Anybody ever hear anybody say that? Oh, that just scared me to life. No. That just scared me too. Flu season comes around. Whoop. I'm probably going to get sick. I'm probably going to get the flu. Now, you know how many has heard people say that 
multitudes of times. And Christians, multitudes of times. I, I'd like everybody to get to the point that... To, well, I, when they, when they, how, how many times have you heard people say, My cancer. We're, 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 just listen to me as I go on here, and, and you're going to see how it's so important. Yet, yet the world has programmed us to speak death, and to speak sickness, and to speak disease. And there's people have I've had people argue with me and fight with me already. But I don't argue and fuss anymore. I just I teach it. You do whatever you want with it. Oh, you're just being technical, Pastor Terry. It's technical, technical. Let me tell you what, technicalities can kill you. Huh? Let's look at it another way. If you go to the bank, and let's say you had a million dollars in the bank, or somebody left you a million dollars. When you go into that bank to get that money, if you don't technically have all the right paperwork, you're not going to get one penny of that. Is that right? Well, it's just technical. <laughs> They're not going to give you the money until all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. Is that right? Look at Proverbs twelve eighteen. The tongue, I'll just pick up middle through, through that verse, but the tongue of the wise promotes... Promotes what? Let's just read it off the screen here. The tongue of the wise promotes what? Health. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. I want you to make a... I want you to do this. I want you to start from this day forward. I want you to start listening just as people talk. And, and don't do it from a judgmental standpoint. And, and I've learned this from experience. Don't, don't try to go correcting people. when. They, don't do it. You correct yourself. Is that right? But just listen to, to when people talk how, how, much, how much their tongue is filled with death and sickness and disease and poverty and lack. And it's one thing out in the world, but, but you could even listen among church folk. Filled church people who have sat under what I'm teaching you today for years and their vocabulary is still filled with death and doubt and sickness and disease. And then you wonder why we lay hands on, on people a lot of times under the anointing and you still can't get, you can't get them healed. We have to change the way we speak and speak in line with the Word of God. Proverbs 13.2, and let's just read it off the screen here. A man or a woman shall eat well by the fruit of their Proverbs 21:23 Proverbs 21:23 Let's go to that one. Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. Now, now, you you have a part to play in that guard on your mouth, and we're going to close the service up here because when we close it up here in a few, in just a little bit, we we can ask God to put a guard on our mouth too. 
And we'll do that here. But, but we play a part in that too. Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. The reason I'm giving you all these scriptures, and we've got more coming here in just a few moments, because the reason I give this to you is because a lot of people will say, well, you're just a, a, a confession preacher, and you're a name it and claim it preacher, a blab it and grab it preacher, and no, I'm a faith preacher. I preach the Bible. And folks, our words are vitally important. They really, really are. I believed and therefore I spoke. And it's an issue of the heart. And when people are speaking sickness and disease and all of that, that's, that's, on the, that, that's, in, that's been ingrained. I'm not putting anybody down. It's just this world system. We're ingrained with that from the time we're born. And it is a, you could have a dickens of a time breaking that. I know I did, but, but when I broke it, praise God, I've had very little sickness and disease in my life over the last, what's 53 less 16? You math giants out there. How much was 53 less 16? I got a hold of this when I was about, well, I got a hold of this when I was 18. So 53 less 18. Last 35 years, I've had very little sickness. I've had less sickness and disease in my life in the last 35 years than I had in the first 16. Because I got a hold of this. Thank God I did at about 18 years of age. Let's go to Psalm 50.23. going to read this in the King James Version. Whoso offereth praise glorifies me, glorifies God. And to him that, oh, I like this one. To him that ordereth his conversation or confession aright, will I show the salvation of God. So if your conversation can be, or or your confession or conversation can be ordered aright, it could be ordered wrong. And again, the world programs this into us from the time we're born. And and, and again, I'm not being critical, but very little of the church world, even even what you'd consider faith people, don't know. I want you to get a hold of this, okay? Grab a hold of it. It It can help you. Let's order our conversation aright. How do we order our conversation Right. How, how do we do it? We line it up with this book that says what? Says what? Speak in line with the word of God. This Bible calls you healed. Jesus paid the price for your healing along with your sins. Sins most importantly, but also your healing... He, he, he bore all your sickness in his body. So you wouldn't have to. We need to order our conversation in line with what the book says. With what the Bible says about us. Is that right? Okay. That's how you do it. 
So if your conversation could be ordered to right, or your confession ordered to right, it could be ordered wrong. Somebody said, well, now all those are in the Old Testament. Well, let's go over to Matthew 12. Well, we did have one in the New Testament. Let's go to Matthew 12. Let's hear what Jesus says about this. Matthew 12, 34, brood of vipers. Wow. Brood of vipers. Now, he was talking to the religious people of the day. You know, he never talked like that to... He didn't talk like that to the woman taken in adultery, did he? Huh? No? You know, Jesus did have some blunt things to say to some people, didn't he? But these self-righteous hypocrites, he... he... But that's another subject. Let's go on and look at what he says here. How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You can tell what's in somebody's heart by what's coming out of their mouth. But you can't just listen to them on Sunday morning when they're in church. I like to say that time doesn't count. (laughs) Or it counts for very little. Because we can all put our best foot forward for an hour and a half on Sunday morning. What are people saying in Walmart when, you know, something goes wrong? Or somebody cuts you off in traffic, you know. And you know when we really find out what's in your heart and what's in mine is under pressure. We really don't find out what any of us really do believe until the pressure is on. That's when we really find out what we believe. That's when we really find out. Same for you as it is for me. For out of the abundance of the heart, the what? Now, did Jesus say that? He said that, didn't he? A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every... What's that next? For every idle word. Men may speak. They will give account of it in the day of judgment. For every idle word. Now, I'm not done with that just yet. Let's let's take that verse 36 and put it in the Amplified. Let's see what the Amplified says. I think we ought to read it in the Amplified. But I tell you, on the day of judgment, men, women, will will have to give account for every idle. And then the Amplified Bible amplifies it. For every idle inoperative, non-working word they speak. So can we speak words that are idle, that are inoperative and non-working? We're going to have to give account for that, aren't we? To the Lord Jesus himself, aren't we? And then let's go back to the New King James in verse 37. 
For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Why am I sharing these with you? Just to get you to see how important words are. Okay? Now, I'm not going to take the time here in this message, but, but we could go over to the book of James. And, and, and over in the book of James, he has a lot to say about the tongue, doesn't he? And, and, and he talks about how, he talks about a forest fire. It doesn't start out as a big forest fire. It starts out as a... Like a little match, a little spark. Have you ever said one little thing to somebody and it just caused a big problem, you know? And so, so we, we could talk about those things, certainly. And maybe we will at some time. We have many times in the past. But I'm taking this message in, in the line that I think the Holy Spirit wants me to go with it. Uh, so, but we could go over the, to James and talk about a lot of things as it pertains to the tongue. Let's go to Mark 11, verse 22. And notice Jesus answers and says to them, Have faith in God. Which is certainly what we need to have faith in God. But you could also translate that, have the God kind of faith. Now, you need to remember this about God. He is love. He has faith. And God operates by faith. That's the way he, that's the way he, he operates, by faith. And I'm going to give you another scripture here in just a moment. We'll get to it to see how God speaks. But before we go there, let's look at verse 23. Jesus says, For assuredly I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, notice says, speaking here, says to the mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes, and we could, we could, we could say he just talked about does not doubt in his heart, but believes where? But believes in his heart that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Now, did Jesus say that? And this is working all the time for everybody. Whether you're saved or not, this is a principle that works. It works on the negative side. It works on the Positive side. And really this message this morning. I don't want you to think so much about your mouth. As I want you to think about your heart. I, I came out of a church many, many years ago where it, it had turned into like everybody was a little policeman going around checking everybody's words, you know. And somebody would say, you know, oh, I'm, I, that just scared me to death. And it's like they'd go, you shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have said. Look, it's not an issue of trying to correct people's mouths. It's an issue of getting the word in their heart. 
if all this is is just about correcting people's mechanical speech, then I don't want to go to a church like that. I don't want to be a church like that. I don't want to go around correcting everybody. What I want to do as a pastor is I want to get the word in your heart. And if you get the word in your heart, then out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Did you get what I just said? And my wife and I, we learned a long time ago that, that we're, you know, going around and trying to correct people's, you know, oh, you shouldn't have said that. The, the, one, the one guy, I'm thinking about him, the one pastor, uh, he would go into the certain uh, 7-Eleven. Does everybody know what a 7-Eleven is? It's like a quick trip. And I was with him the one time and he went in there. And uh, he bought his big gulp or whatever it was. And there's this little gal behind the counter that was, you know, uh, the the cashier, and and uh, he, he you know, and so he paid his money and whatnot. And as he's walking out, she said, she said, "Take care, Pastor." Oh no, I'm not going to take care. I don't take care. I'm taking Jesus. And that little girl, you know. Folks, we don't need to act like that towards people. How many of you know that little girl doesn't know a thing in the world about these things? And that pastor just probably scared her. I've been doing this a long time. I knew it was coming. No. <laughs> but <laughs> so uh, when I go, I often go places and I'll go to the bank or whatever it is or wherever it is. And as I'm walking, they'll say, you know, take care, pastor. And I don't say anything. I just. But I know in my heart, I'm not taking care. I'm taking the word of God. But going off on the little, you know, gal that's back there, the fella that's back there. When I say little, I don't mean, you know what I'm talking about. Going off on some somebody, you know. Now, if they said to me, Pastor, how come whenever I say take take care of you, you, you don't ever say anything back? You, you just you, you know, now if they gave me the avenue to talk to him about it now I would. But I you know the Bible says that we shouldn't. Uh, the Bible says be anxious for nothing or take care for nothing. That that care doesn't mean we shouldn't care about people. It's a different kind of care. In other words, we shouldn't worry about anything. Is that, is that right? Um. I have found it's a 24-hour-a-day job, seven days a week, just keeping myself straight, much less trying to police everybody else's. You know, now, now again, I don't mean that I'm, I'm here for you to love you and all of that, I, but you know what I'm talking about. You don't need me going around being a policeman, watching over your confession, how you act. You know, you don't want that kind of a pastor. I've had that kind of a pastor. You don't want that. 
You understand what I'm saying? You know what I mean by that? Somebody that's in all your affairs and in all your business. But I'm here simply to teach you the word of God, to get that word in your heart. Let's get so much of the, the healing power of God into our heart. That we're so full of the, 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 the scriptures on healing that, 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 that at any time, and especially under pressure when a negative report might come, that, that, that the word of God comes out of us. And healing comes out of our mouth, and and victory comes out of our mouth, and 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 and, and vi- you know victory and healing and prosperity and these this that needs to come out of our mouth. But it, frankly, and you need to know this because I've watched this. If, if it, it, how many of you know we we can get things in our head and say anything, and we can fool people on Sunday morning for an hour and a half. But what really counts, I'm going over this again, is getting the word of God deep in your heart and at all times and under pressure. When the devil hits us a, a low blow, what's coming out of our mouth? It's the word of God. Are you okay? See, I'm sharing things with you this morning that can save your life. Uh, the, the only time I'll ever correct anybody on, on this subject is, is and, and did, I've been doing this now for, what, 30 years, give or take, one way or another. And uh, is after I've prayed for them several times, and, and this only happened, you couldn't count it on one hand over the 30 years of, you know, last 23 years of this church. And then before that is I've worked as assistant and whatnot. You could count them on one hand. And it, it, usually it's, it's after I've prayed for somebody and even prayed for them under the anointing. And, and, and you just seem like you're not making any headway with them. And, uh, and they've, they've been taught, you've talked to them in private about it, about ordering our confession in line with the Word of God. And then only at the direction of the Holy Spirit, at the direction of the Holy Spirit, will I say something to somebody. About, about, hey, stop talking sickness and disease. R- report comes that you've got cancer. Don't ever say, my cancer. Don't do it. Spiritual principles go into operation. And you've just claimed that spiritually. Or my this. Or my that, my sickness, my disease. I had a lady get in an argument with me years ago. I don't argue anymore. Years ago I was trying to help her. And she, she actually argued with me. She said, by gosh, it's my cancer and don't you tell me it's not. And she actually, I, you, you know, and this is a lady who had sat under these things for years and years and years and had, you, you know what I'm saying? Again, if you don't want to apply this to your life, you don't have to. Do, do, But it applies to your life whether you like it or not. Because it's a spiritual principle. There was a man at the point of death. And Brother Hagen, anybody ever hear Brother Hagen? He went in to pray and he was 
there and he, he laid his hand upon the guy's head and it was like some, sunny, some unseen power just moved his hand from the guy's head. He laid his hand on his head again like some unseen power moved his hand. And the Spirit of God said to him, this man enacted spiritual principles many years ago with his tongue and they cannot be changed at this time. And as I remember the, the, the situation, I think it was a man that said, he said, I'll never live. It was either 30 or 40. He said, I'll never live to be 40. Never lived. I'll never see it. And said that for years and years and years and years and years. And I was 30, 39, he was 39, approaching 40. He was laying there. And Brother Hagin, because he, he checked up on it later. And the guy had enacted spiritual, these are spiritual principles, dear friends. The power of life and death is where? In the tongue. And you, you get it in your heart, start saying it out of your mouth, it'll become established. And he's dead before, I think it was 40, before he hit 40 years old. I learned about these things when I was, I told you a, minute, a while ago that I was sick more from 0 to 16 year, years old than I have from, or 18 years old than I have from 18 to 53. And this is one of the reasons why. Is because I, I, I heard some good men on television teaching along these lines. And Brother Hagen, I didn't hear him on television, but I heard him later. But I heard some good preachers on television Teaching what I've taught you this morning about ordering our confession aright in line with the Word of God. And I stopped when I was eight, around 17, 18 years old, right in there. I'd have stomach cramps just regularly, just regularly. I'd have to put the heating pad on, just stomach cramps. And I'd have chronic sore throats, just like swallowing razor blades. Just had all the time, just, just almost all the time. And I just decided, I remember right where I was when I decided I'm going to stop talking sickness and disease and, and I'll just be as honest as I can. I, I, I said, I'm going to see if this works. And I stopped talking sickness and disease and started talking health and healing. And, 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 and I tell you what, within a very short period of time, the stomach problems stopped. The uh, sore throat issues stopped. And I've been, I've been bothered none with the stomach issues over the, these many years. And I've just, over the last... Whatever many years it's been since 18 till now, I just had it just just a handful of where my throat's been sore or whatnot. Just just, just you could count them probably couldn't count them on both both hands. It works. Now, having said that, somebody will always, always say, "Well, you mean how come you've had a sore throat at all? How come you've ever been sick at all?" Look, we still live in this world, don't we? It's a fallen world, isn't it? And in no way, now, now say I'm listening, in no way, shape, form, or fashion, because I don't want to be this kind of a pastor, I don't want to have this kind of a church. If somebody falls ill, if somebody has a cold, if somebody gets sick, or whatever the case, the last thing we want to do is start being judgmental. Now, I, I, that's the last thing we want to do. We don't want, look, we're not here to... Get, be judges? I don't know. I don't have a clue. I, I mean, we just, unless the Spirit of God was to show me, I don't have a clue. We, we, we want to lift people up and build people up. We don't want to, you know, if somebody gets ill, we don't want to say, have you been confessing wrong? Where'd you open the door and let the devil in? I know I came out of a church that had that mentality. 
And the pastor, I'm, I'm just teaching you what I went through when somebody gets sick. Where'd you leave the door open? Where'd you leave the door open? Where'd you leave the door open? And it made people in the church just feel, I mean, if they weren't feeling bad enough fighting illness, now they had to fight that or endure that. Isn't that horrible? You don't want that. And it goes back, and I quote this sometimes, it goes back to the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Remember when, when Dorothy is in Oz there, she's dropped the, the house onto one witch and the other witch is there. Remember, and Glenda says to the, to the Wicked Witch of the West, she said, watch out, unless the next house drops on. I learned a long time ago, I'm not going to be judgmental because I don't want the next house Dropping on me or my family. Let's don't be judgmental. And if, if someone's ill or whatnot, we don't need to go in there, in there and judge them and this and that and the other. We need to go and help them and love them. And the issue again, I want to make it clear. The issue again is, is not, well, just, just, just say mechanical words. That, no, no, no. What's the issue? Getting the word where? In your heart. And then that'll, that'll take care of the rest of it. You ought to make a study of Jesus, the words he spoke. And you ought to look at the words he spoke. And Jesus did not have a vocabulary of death, doubt, sickness, disease, lack, or poverty. And where it probably comes out the most is go and read the accounts of when he raised Lazarus from the dead. And the woman, or I'm sorry, Jairus' daughter, remember those two instances? Those probably illustrate it the best. And essentially with, J- with uh, Lazarus, the disciples was just, just like edging, egging him on to, to say Lazarus is dead. And I mean, he just, he says he's sleeping. Same with Jairus, did she sleep? You ever notice that? And finally they just boxed him into a corner and he said, well, Lazarus is dead. You don't find Jesus speaking sickness or disease. You okay? Are you alright with the balance I'm trying to bring to this message? And it's not a name it and claim it, blab it, grab it. It's a spiritual principle. You okay? I mean, I can stand up here and confess, I'm going to have a million dollars. I'm going to have a million dollars. I'm going to have a million dollars. Well, that's not what I'm talking about here. And while I'm on that, do you have a million dollar plan for God and to get the gospel out? Why are you saying you have a million dollars? Is it so you can buy a Rolex watch? I mean, no, no, no. Let's line it up with the word of God. Why do we want a million dollars? See, this is more than just mechanical words. Somebody say amen. But I'm going to say what the word of God says about me. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I have what God says I can have. I'm the healed of God. I'm not the sick looking to get well. I'm the healed of God. I've been healed for 2,000 years. Praise God. My needs are met on every side. Have you ever heard me come in this pulpit one time and say anything to you about lack or or lack of money in this church? Have you heard it one time? Not trying to boast me, but I, I ought to be an example. Has anybody ever heard me get up and talk lack one time? Huh? The needs are met on every side. Glory to God. 
He supplies all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Don't talk poverty. Don't, don't. If you want to walk in the prosperity of God, you've got to get poverty and, and lack out of your mouth. And you do that by getting the word. Of, it's not a mechanical thing. It's by getting what? The word of God where? In your heart. This brings me to my, con- my conclusion here. Let's go to Romans 4.17. And we'll conclude. Do you get anything out of this today? You learn anything? You'd agree that most of the world knows nothing about this. Most denominations of Christianity know nothing about this. I love the Baptists. I was never taught this in the Baptist church. Now, here's, now, now, didn't have faith in God, have the God kind of faith. This is how God talks. We ought to, how many wants to act like God? I want to act like God. How many of you know we were made in His likeness and in His image? As it is written, I've made you, Abraham, the father of many nations. Isn't it interesting? God started calling Abraham the father of many nations when his wife was barren, couldn't have any kids. And he was old and all of that. Is that correct? And, and, and did you know that when you start doing what we're about to read here, that people are going to start making fun of you and, and most of the church world's going to make fun of you? As, is it writ, as it is written, I've made you the father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead. And, now get this, what? He, what is, how does God talk? He calls those things which do not exist as though they did that's how you ought to talk also king james version let's read it in king james version just that last part i like the way the king james says it god who quickeneth that's the word means makes alive the dead and and calls here's how god talks he calls those things which be not as though they were that's how god talks he calls those things that be not as though they were he calls things that be not as though they were. That's how God talked. We need to, I want to talk like God. He's my heavenly father. I want to be like my heavenly father. I want to call those things that be not as though they, as though they are. So you've got a stack of bills on your desk. Does faith say I don't have any bills? No. That's calling something that is as though it's not. Faith calls those things that are not as though they are. Faith doesn't say I have no bills. Faith says those bills are paid. If sickness hits your body. Faith doesn't say I'm not sick. Faith says by Jesus stripes I am healed. Faith does not deny the doctor's report. Faith will acknowledge the report, but there's a greater report. It's the report of the Lord. And faith believes the report of the Lord. And faith... Even when you're with the symptoms all over, faith says, by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. People come up and say, no, you're lying. You're lying. They're, no, no, no. You say, well, I'm agreeing with God. That's how, that's how you handle it. Faith does not de- deny the problem. Faith acknowledges the problem, but faith calls the, the solution to the problem. You understand that? Will faith, will a person of faith go to the doctor? Yes. Will a person of faith use a hospital and medicines? Yes. 
I believe God gave us hospitals, doctors, medicines. But I would tell you, don't turn to them first. Turn to God first. But use them in conjunction with your faith. And use, have faith. You understand what I'm saying? Have faith in God and, 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 and get you a good doctor, a good hospital, good medicine. And let the two work together. You okay? But what you don't want to do is... You don't want to talk sickness and disease. Just don't do that. Get your heart full of the Word of God. Is this a mechanical thing I'm talking to you about? No, it's a, it's a spiritual thing. Get it in your heart, the Word, and then let it come out of your mouth. I hope I blessed you with this today. I hope, I hope this helped you. Um, Psalm 141.3. It'll be on the screen. And stand with me, but, but, but don't unhook and don't turn the... Don't turn off the, the uh, audio. I want to get this on the, on the tape. Thank you. Now, we read earlier about we need to do something to guard our mouth. But you can also ask the Lord, set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Now, I did this years ago. I asked the Lord to put a guard on my mouth. And uh, he's done that. Now, don't ever forget this about God. He's a gentleman, and he won't make you do anything. And over all these years now, I've had God, but you can ask my wife, I've had God put a guard on my mouth because I asked him to put a guard on my mouth. And I cooperate with that guard, and I've cooperated with it so long now that it, I mean, you... you just almost have to beat me with a baseball bat to get me to confess sickness or disease, or poverty, or lack. I just won't do it. Now, can I override that guard? Sure, sure I could. Because God's a gentleman. But I've cooperated with it so long, I've actually been standing in this pulpit at times, or just in my life, and I've said, and there it is, I've started to say it, and there's that, there's that guard. You know, and not just as it pertains to sickness and disease or doubt and lack or all of that, but that same guard that will keep you from speaking doubt and unbelief, that same guard will keep you from gossiping. That same guard will keep you from talking bad about people. That same guard will keep you from, when you, you lose your temper and get angry, that same guard will keep you from cussing. That same guard will keep you from going off on somebody and saying things about people when they cut you off in traffic. That same guard will be there to, to help you to not talk, talk badly. That's a moron. He's a ding ling dummy. How many of you know we shouldn't talk like that about folk? Now, I've yielded more to the guard of the not talking sickness and disease and all of that maybe than I've yielded to this other one. Somebody's cut me off in traffic, but I'm doing better. Say, I'm doing better. better. Yeah, we're doing better. Let's cooperate with that guard. What do you say? Say, now, now only if you want the guard on your mouth. Now, if you don't want this guard on your mouth, then just don't pray this. But if you'd like God to put a guard on your mouth... Then say, then say this, say, say Heavenly, Father, Heavenly Father, in line with Psalm 141 verse 3, I ask you to set a watch on my mouth, put a guard on the door of my lips, 
that I will not speak doubt and unbelief. I'll not speak sickness or disease. I'll not speak poverty or lack. I'll not gossip. I'll not lie. I'll not cuss. I'll not talk bad about folks. I'll speak in line with the Word of God. So I receive that guard on my mouth right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you believe that in your heart, there it is. There it is. Now cooperate with it. You've got to cooperate with it now. Amen? Isn't Jesus wonderful? Say, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm blessed going out and coming in. Jesus bore my sickness. Carried my disease. And with his stripes I'm healed. I don't get the flu. I don't get the flu. I don't get sickness and disease. I receive healing. I'm the healed of God. I'm not the sick looking to get healed. I'm the healed of God. I walk in healing. I walk in prosperity. All of my needs are met. And abundantly so. According to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And it's thus and so. In Jesus' name. In my life. Amen. Now if you think this is just a confession club. Or you think this is a name it and claim it. Then you've misunderstood my whole thing here. It's not about it. It's about what? Having the word where? In your heart. And then. Speaking it in faith out of your mouth. And it's a spiritual principle. Okay? You okay? Alright, well there's some be some altar workers up here. If you need prayer for anything, you can come on up and they'll be happy to pray with you.